was the child of God. And so in doing that, what we've been trying to do is talk that through. So I started this off two weeks ago, and then Tim did an excellent job last week of talking about this idea of God coming and being incarnate, which means, again, coming and being one of us, coming and being in our midst. Yes, in a manger, taking on flesh. Talked about that um, last week. Today's message is called The Mystery and the Way. And the reason why that I want to share that with you is, is I've always found a passage of Scripture. And when I found this passage, it, 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 it doesn't feel like a Christmas passage, but I'm going to hopefully twist it into one. Does that all make sense? Here we go. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. says this, Concerning this salvation, concerning this salvation... See, that's the whole point. Jesus came to save those who are lost. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, this is written to you, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the suffering of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which the angels long to look. Now I'm going to break that down for you. That's a a very wordy, meaty section um, that is found in 1 Peter. It says this, concerning the salvation, this idea that, that this is what you're actually doing, you're coming into a place of salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired carefully. See, here's the thing. They were writing prophecy, things that would happen in the future. But listen, in their minds, they're going, how is this going to work? What is this going to look like? They're writing things. And it even says in the next line, inquiring what person or time. See, they didn't know. They would write about these things. But they didn't know how they would all pan out. They didn't know how it would all work. But they knew they were writing something significant that was going to happen in the future that was going to affect all mankind. And so they would study and try to figure those things out. If you can imagine this idea that you know that what you're saying has such important value for what's going to happen in mankind. And you want to know how it all works out. But look what it says. The Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he, predict, sorry, indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Look, like, they were saying, look, there's going to be a Christ. He's going to come, and he's going to suffer, but they're trying to understand what that looks like, because how is it all going to fit together? I don't believe, I don't believe that many of those who are prophetic would believe that God would come down as a baby. Like, they just couldn't fathom that. You know what I'm saying? That was beyond them, the fact that God would come and actually take on human flesh, even though they would write things that were connected, they could, could they put that together? Because I'm telling you right now, the Jews didn't understand the Messiah would come as a little baby. And by the way, from Nazareth? And, and then be born in, a, in Bethlehem and be put in a manger? Like, none of that adds up if you want to have this powerful God that's going to come and come down and take over Rome. Predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories of It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. So God told them, I know you're wondering. I know you're trying to figure this out, but this isn't for you. It's for a future group of people. And that's you and me. 
It was revealed to them that they were not serving, they were serving not themselves, but you and the things that have now been announced to you. Through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things to which angels long to look. So let's talk about some of these prophecies, some of these things, these prophets were whispered in their ears, hey, this isn't for you. It's for a future group. Let's talk about some of those. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This prophetic message. And in Matthew 1, 22 through 23, all this took place. By the way, what we got done with is the birth of Jesus. All this took place to fill what the Lord had spoken to the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This prophecy of how God would transform the world, that a virgin would give birth. Micah 5.2, but you, O Bethlehem, Erapha. By the way, that's my best try at that word. Who are too little to be among the clans of Judah from you. Because listen, Bethlehem, I mean, tiny, tiny little city. Among the clans of Judah from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient of days. From you, Bethlehem, will come the one from ancient of days. John says that Christ was there in the beginning, creating all things. How is that answered? Matthew chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. And assembling all the chief priests, this is Herod, because the wise men first came to Herod, and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. From you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Unto us a child is born. As this prophet is trying to figure out, what does this mean? A child is born. This isn't for you. It's for another group at another time. And Simeon. Bless them as he holds Jesus in the temple, eight days old. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. A sword will pierce through your own soul also, because Mary was at the crucifixion of Jesus, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. See, in this passage, it's just talking about the fact that there are these prophets who, who struggled and, and looked. Of what does this look like? How will this whole thing take place? But that's not why this passage spoke to me. This passage spoke to me because of this. I'm going to read it to you again. It was revealed to them that they were serving, not themselves, this is talking about the prophets, but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you. Hopefully that's the pastors of this church who preach the good news to you. Or by the way, you who preach the good news to your friends. 
in your inner circle. To those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which angels long to look. First time I saw this, it kind of threw me off. I kind of always just thought that the angels were in. Like, they kind of knew. Like, you know, when the whole thing happened and they were watching this whole thing with Israel and as they would uh, falter and fail, and, and I mean, literally, the, the angels are there. I mean, we know that, that again, the, the angels are used. Michael and uh, Gabriel, we know they're used. I just thought that maybe God got all the angels together and goes, okay, here's a big long-term plan. Jesus is going to come down as a baby. He's going to be there for 33 years. He's going to die for his sins. He's going to raise again. He's going to come back, sit at my right hand. Just want to make sure you guys are all in. All right, good, good meeting, go. That's what I thought happened. This passage says that the angels were in the dark just like everybody else. And as I told you in the first week, from the book of Malachi to the beginning of the Gospels, 400 years of silence, and then all of a sudden, an angel meets with God, and God goes, I got a message that I need you to take to this guy down in my temple right now. And I want you to know, I believe that the angels went, something's happening. We got movement. Something's taking place. So let's look at that. As we look, I want you to see that what's happening is, is that there's a mystery being revealed. See, this mystery was a mystery to them. They longed to look into these things. They wanted to know how the whole thing worked. I mean, they kind of got it. They got Abraham, and he becomes the ones, and from them becomes the people of Israel. They get in trouble, and, and they get into captivity, and so he sends Moses, and then Moses helps them to get out of captivity, and the ten plagues, and the parting of the Red Sea, and they go into the Promised Land after wandering around for 40 years. I'm just giving you a quick overview of the Bible. And then they're in this place, and then they have good kings and bad kings, and it all goes bad. Babylon takes them over. Bam! Yes, Joseph, by the way, is in line to be king, and if they would not have messed up, you need to know that Joseph would have sat on the throne. But now he's a carpenter in Nazareth. But he's still the line of David. And all of a sudden, this mystery gets revealed. So let's look at this. This is Romans 16, 25 through 26. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, may you always hear the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, the angels didn't know. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are the only ones that knew. Now, by the way, I do believe, you guys ever had the hit yourself on the forehead moment? Like when you get it, you're like, oh! You guys know that moment? Have you been there? Like, it's just, like, all the time. Like, I do believe that all of a sudden the angels, once they started watching this thing unravel, saw everything that he did with Israel and went, oh. Like there was a collective, like, now it all makes sense. According to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages. Watch this. But now has been disclosed. And through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith. This mystery has been revealed. And the angels all of a sudden started watching this be revealed. Colossians 1, 26 to 27. The mystery hidden for ages and generation, but now revealed to his saints. To them... 
God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles. What? This has always been about the Jewish people. This has always been about this line of Jews that would come from Abraham and would have all these stories. The mystery was this. To them, God has chosen to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory to his mystery, which is in Christ, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let me read that to you again. Are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery is we as Gentiles get to have Christ in us. The hope of glory. Revealed. And so these angels are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we were on the Jew track. Sorry if that sounds inappropriate. I don't mean it that way. But we were getting the whole thing. This is a chosen people. These were your people. And now Jesus comes and blows it open. And everybody gets a chance to get in. I don't believe the angels saw it coming. Because again... Like I said, the angels long to look into this stuff. I, I mean, they, they know God, they know the Holy Spirit, they know the Son, and they're looking going, how does he redeem these beings? Because, by the way, the Israelites never got their stuff together. They got taken off to Babylon because they couldn't get their stuff together. What's the hope? Man, they've sacrificed, they've washed, and they've cleansed, and they've memorized laws. What's the hope? And I don't think they were ready for Jesus to come. Because that really is the only hope. So, like I said, in angel land... The murmurs start going through because an angel goes to, have, goes to earth. Zechariah is standing in the temple. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled with, he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. You and your wife Elizabeth will bear, will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to their Lord God. And he will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. First angel, after 400 years of silence, goes down to Zechariah and goes, your son. See, he's the one that's going to get the land ready. He's the one that's going to go into the field and get all the rocks out. He's going to prepare the soil for the coming of the one that's going to change everything. And then another angel shows up. So now one's gone. Now another one is going. By the way, one of the big dogs, Gabriel, goes. By the way, Gabriel, when you read about him, and you can go do a study on Gabriel, but Gabriel comes to speak to Mary. And so when Gabriel goes, I think all of the angels went, whoa, 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 where's he going? And as they watched and he went to Nazareth, I want you to know it's like a play-by-play of a football game. He's going where? Nazareth? No, you mean Jerusalem. He's going to Jerusalem. He's going to go where the temple is. No, he's going to Nazareth. 
saying that he's going to Nazareth, like saying you're going to Canada. Like, Canada? Really? <laughs> like, we understand Canada is like our attic. Like, you forget that all that junk is up there, right? I mean, it's just... And so in this, it's like, so he goes, Gabriel, and they're watching him. He's going to Nazareth. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. I want to be a part where God pulls Gabriel aside. He goes, look, this is what you're going to tell her. And Gabriel goes, what? Just tell her what I told. Okay. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph and of the house of David. And by the way, as soon as they went to a betrothed of the house of David, a lot of the angels started going, oh, he's in the line of David. They started putting pieces together. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And behold, you will, be, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall not call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. That's what Gabriel tells Mary. You're going to have a kid. And the line of the city, the line of the tribe of David, and by the way, when he comes, he changes everything. Two angels, who by the way, longed to look into these things. There's a third one. In Matthew 1, 20 through 21, but as he, Joseph, considered these things, he was considering divorcing Mary because she became pregnant. All of a sudden, he goes, I didn't do it. And he can't reconcile it, so he decides to divorce her quietly. But as Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And I want you to know, I believe that the angels are all of a sudden, hopefully doing what you're doing, starting to put the pieces together of a God who made a plan to save mankind. By the way, coming to this earth as a baby so he could take on human flesh, become like one of us, walk like we have walked, experience what we have experienced, and yet be without sin, and finally become the sacrifice that would set us free. And what we just watched happening in this baptism of the idea of the old self dying and being born again because of the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us clean. But there was one more angel and then a few others. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord showed around them and they were filled with great fear. I've said this for years. I believe this. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. There is no room for him at the end, so he's put into a manger. He's put into a feed trough. I've said this before um, with all three of the birth of my boys. You want everyone to know. You know what I'm saying? Now we have Facebook, right? Or face plant, however it works in your world. But you just put these words out, like my kid and everything else. Ethan was supposed to be a girl. (laughs) 
We never had it officially tested or anything. We just assumed and never came up with a, a boy's name. His name was supposed to be Brooklyn Joel Harris. We had it picked out, all set, and then surprise. So for about a day and a half, two days, he didn't have a name. That's hard to tell people. My son's here. What's his name? Don't know yet. Jody had to look at him for a while and make sure the name was going to stick. But here's what I believe. I believe this with all my heart. God, just as an expecting father, saw his son be born and looked at the angels and goes, you guys go tell somebody about my son. Who's up? Well, these shepherds are in this flock by night, keeping watch over their their sheep. Go tell them. Okay. So an angel shows up. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Not just the Jews, for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He's just not another baby. He's Christ the Lord. He is the one that those prophetic Those prophets, when they wrote about, that's the one they were talking about. When no one else could figure out what God is doing, this is what he's doing. He's coming in flesh to be among us, to be the sacrifice that will set us free. This is the plan. This is the mystery. And the mystery is going to be revealed that it's not just for the Jews. It is for all the people. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. The mystery of the way in which God would redeem all of mankind is being revealed in a little barn in Bethlehem. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Just so you don't miss the wrong baby born in Bethlehem. He's in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And this is what I love. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, and I want you to know, I believe that these angels who are saying this and are singing glory to God are going, now we get it. Now we get it. God sent his son to be the sacrifice and the ransom. And they're blown away by his generosity and they're blown away by his loving act and they're being blown away that as John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gave a gift called his son to everyone. And so this angel group started singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. So, Here's where we're at. See, this way in a manger was a mystery. And all of a sudden, these prophets who wrote about it 
It's being revealed. Yes, born of a virgin in the city of Bethlehem. And yes, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Yes, he would be one that would come and die for all mankind. So our last passage is Ephesians 3, 6. Ephesians 3, 6. May this be your Christmas message to us Gentiles. To us who, by the way, were not born in the bloodline of the Jews. Who, by the way, would need an act of a child coming to this earth to give us the opportunity to be adopted as sons. May this be your Christmas verse this year. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. You read that to you again. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Merry Christmas to you. That you get to be partakers because of what Jesus did. He opened up and said, you get to be adopted as sons and daughters into my family. And you get full rights. And you get to be full heirs. And you get to be called my child. And I bring peace to you. And I bring grace to you. Because I was born that all people would be set free. And as you sit at Christmas time and you look at a nativity set or you look at the decorations, may you sit there and go, I'm in. I'm in. He made a way where there was no way. He made a way where there was no way. I was a, I was a foreigner. I was far off and he made a way. I had no rights. He gave me rights. I had nothing but sin, but he justified me. He made a way. He made a way. And may we come this Christmas knowing that, folks, the mystery was just revealed to you. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? The mystery that was kept from angels and kept from prophets has been revealed to you that Jesus came to set you free. And to give you life. It is a free gift of God. You cannot work for it. So you cannot boast. It is a gift given to you this Christmas. And with that, Merry Christmas, let me pray. Heavenly Father. I just can't imagine what it was like for the angels to not understand what was happening. And yet when your son was born, the multitude sang, for they saw it, and they got it, and they saw what you were trying to do. You were making a way where there was no way, and you became the way, and yes, you became the way in a manger. And so we come to that feed trough, and we look down on this God in flesh, and we say thank you. Thank you, thank you for your gift. But Father, we know that your gift is not just a babe in a manger. Your your gift is a son hanging on a cross. So both are true at the exact same moment. We thank you for coming in flesh, but we are overwhelmed 
by the sacrifice that loved us so much that you would cover us with your blood. Heavenly Father, may you bring a Merry Christmas on all who hear my voice today. And I pray this in the name of your Son, his beautiful name, Jesus. His beautiful name, Jesus, who gives us life. Amen.